Welcome to the madhouse. <laughs> it's time to get your fucking horror on live from their dumpy little studio in beautiful Norwalk, California. It's the Mindless Horror Podcast with Sammy and Anthony. Alright, what is going on ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Mindless Horror Podcast. The podcast where we talk all things horror, or if we have guests, all things about them. Today on my podcast we have uh, a special guest. We have a freelance artist, graphic design artist, or artist, uh, whatever your needs are. Uh, We have a uh, freelance music creator and a host of a podcast called the personal paradigm which is now on spotify google podcasts all those fun stuff um it is my cousin my graphic design artist andrew zaragoza how are you pretty good man uh thanks for having me on the show i'm just I'm glad to be here in the same space we're in, the, in the same room you know, quarantine in the same room yep just the same familiar space where all the magic happens as far as just a lot of different uh, past guests that you've had on here, and just being part of this development is, is pretty neat. I mean, you're on, you're on channel, you're on number 800 right now, or 850? For subscribers? Yeah. 872. 872, yeah, that's, that's very impressive. I mean, it's, it's I'm trying. We're on the road to a thousand, man. Um, yeah, last week we were on the personal paradigm, um... And it was a fun time. Put that on my channel. It's up on your stuff too. Um, we had a good stuff. A lot of good, a lot of good times on that. Me, you, Sammy. That was the last time I think Sammy was in studio too. Yeah, it has, it has been a, a while since that happened. I, was, I mean, it felt like it was more than a week ago, but it was just about last week, about a week and a half. Yeah. And, uh, just especially with a lot going on as far as just overall climate, things are a lot more. Out of more rapid pace. Um, so it's it's good just to like take a step back and re revisit you know the past channels that we have had um, and just really see where Marlon's horror is going to be going and to uh, really just grab everybody else's attention as far as this overall collaboration that we have. First of all, and Marlon's horror and now to be a guest on Marlon's horror is, is another definitely no yeah and and you mentioned everything going so rapidly like this this whole coronavirus pandemic happened so fast with everybody it was like one day everybody was living their lives the next day everything started shutting down and it just happened so quick so it's like it's giving me more time to make more content than usual and put out more of a, a variety of videos for people whether it be a podcast or a, a, an original video. Um, lately, all this week has been a lot of original videos, which started on Sunday with Tormented Society. Uh, and then through that, I actually gained a partnership with them to uh, be a like kind of like, you know, the YouTube part of their their group, which is really cool. So that was really exciting to, to gain a partnership with, with Jinx and Lena and the whole Tormented Society and just kind of... Uh, start that partnership with this whole week i mean i've had they've given me exclusive uh character announcements which has been cool i've been breaking down a lot of those characters um of course this week they announced um calypso boy and um distemper i saw the calypso one it was really really interesting i mean i 
how they put it all together, man. The the Calypso one was an interesting one, Calypso the Witch. Um, and it's been actually really fun breaking them down. I remember actually the other night I was filming a video and I literally had to like turn the screen over to you and be like, what does this look like to you? Like, I had to like bring you involved in it just to get your second. Yeah, we were, we didn't know if it was wood or flesh, which was dis, uh, distempered's video, um, and it, it was it was a very interesting. I mean, the way they've been all like designing these has just been very interesting, um, as far as uh, revealing these characters and giving us this little teaser of who these characters are. You'll probably find it on my channel. Uh, it's actually right there. I think the one of the first two videos. If you just click on the channel right there, I know. They don't got very many videos up, so I'm trying to help them um, broad their um, horizons as far as not just Instagram, but let's go, let's go to YouTube, you know? YouTube's got a giant audience that you can work with, and it's it's really fun to uh, collab with, with all these all these fun uh, people and stuff. But, I mean, we got a partnership going with Tormented, um and you know we're working with you as far as graphic design goes and um you know we we've been collabing a lot with our friends at fractured compass productions um i mean, I, I think just honestly like i said on your podcast just collaboration is huge for channels you know what i mean i think that was the biggest thing that we left off on and really ending my channel and my episode with you guys on was just uh, collaboration and i remember like when you first initially saw me here more often, uh, and kind of saw the stuff that I was doing and all the different things that I was really uh, growing and developing on as far as just uh, artwork and logo design. I remember you hit me up, and then this one one design after another, it's like, hey, yeah. And now some of your designs are actually on our merchandise, which is cool. And then, and then I, I created your, um, a little bit of some of your merch as far as the beanies and the... Yeah, the beanies and the hats. And like, of course, like me and Sammy be rocking the hats, and then, uh, you know, I mean, I think we did. We have a giveaway. We still haven't even announced that giveaway winner yet. <laughs> it was for 800 subscribers. We have a hat to to give away, or no, a beanie. I'm sorry. We announced the hat, and we haven't mailed out the hat yet. We've just been so busy, and you know, money's a little tight because with mailing out stuff, it costs money. Um, especially with a a thing like a hat. I mean, you gotta pay extra as far as. Um, as shipping goes and, and the package size and the weight and all that. I mean, it's not too much weight wise, but, um, for sure I got to get that hat out. And, um, but I mean, just collabing with all these people, all these amazing like creators and stuff. It's just, it's just been fun, man. I mean, with you and your, and your art, I mean, you know, it, it's a way for me to go up to you and be like, listen, this is what I have in mind. This is my idea. Go ahead and, try to do what you can off that and and you always deliver you always make it the best and you always give us really good quality um stuff with that i think one of my favorites other than the mindless or podcast logo is the um shoot the shit logo because yeah i think that one in cinema dudes yeah the ramones yeah, the Ramones logo. Yeah. 
this is, I, I felt it right out right off the bat. I was like, this is where we're going to go with it. Yeah. It was green and black. Yeah. Kibble Simple. Okay. And I think that kind of really grabbed my inspiration. Not only seeing his, but just, uh, you know, the green and the fist, like the fist in the air. Yeah. The, yeah, it's a strong symbol because not only did they use it, but Rage Against the Machine, that's one of the, like, main logos, you know what I mean? Like, and it's a big, it's kind of like a big, a big symbol in today's society where, you know, it's one of those things where, um, it's more on a on a line of kind of symbolizing the whole, you know, this is what we're going to say. We have the mic, you know, we, we, we're the, we're the uh, voice for the voiceless and all that. That's how I've always looked at it. Like, if you look at Rage Against the Machine, a lot of their music is political. And so with that, you know, it's like them trying to say, like, we're, we're the voice of the voiceless for you guys. You know what I mean? So I see that a lot with Shoot the Shit. It's mostly like... We're going to say and talk about whatever we want. And that's just us. That's us being us. You know, I mean, whatever pops up in our in our heads or whatever we want to talk about, that's what that podcast is for. The horror behind it, you got two horror haunt fans and you got two scare actors. You know what I mean? But you're just now you're just looking at our day-to-day lives and what we think and what we, you know, what we've experienced and all that. I think really creating a whole channel around just that that uh, brand, that persona, just that personality, it really just adds more to just, yeah, this is your guys' everyday life, this is what you guys do. It's not, yeah. It's not like there is horror involved in it, and, you know, there is a specialized channel for horror, which is the Nights of Horror, that I do feel respect. And, but just the amount of um, channels that you're also opening up that really capture, you know, your own interests and help yeah. you develop um, those platforms also is really, it's really admirable because you have, you can, you can look to different audiences. Can look to different um, people, you know, some of them might intersect with one another, uh, but ultimately you're making all these connections and just really collaborating in that way is, is really, really cool because that's how you build your social circle, that's how you build yeah. networks, and um, just being part of that and contributing to your logos and contributing to all the other expansions that you have with your other uh, partners is, is really, really cool because uh, not only on your side, but on my end too, there's a lot of different people that I connect with and collaborate with. And we really just, we, we, we hit it off. I mean, like, just making music, uh, collaborating and bringing different platforms and different businesses um, together and integrating them is, it's crazy. I mean, not all, like, granted, yeah, we, we're, we're in the middle of just this social distancing containment, but the social factor has not, it hasn't been any, any farther apart, uh, I wouldn't say farther apart, but it hasn't been any more connected. Yeah. In the last couple of weeks, um, in the digital space, than it has been ever. I mean, uh, physically, there is that, that that bubble that has only expanded because of this issue. But digitally, and just connecting, even text and video, just the amount of connection there is now, it's, it's ridiculous. I think they were saying on the news too, like I guess uh, internet, um, you know, online has gone up thirty to fifty percent more now because of what is going on you know everybody i mean students have to be using 
technology to do online classing now and it's like you know content creators are on every day regardless you know checking their stats or listening to music editing videos or just on the internet in general you know and, and researching for videos or just kind of just on the internet just bullshitting and then you know you have the regular you know um social uh, you know social media people who are just on every day instagram and, and twitter and everything just just looking up what people are are doing or you know following their celebrities or liking pictures or posting pictures at that I mean posting a tweet uh same thing with facebook posting statuses liking pictures you know chatting with people and you know i mean it, it's just it's it's amazing to see how much the internet has changed over the years you know what i mean it's like from when it started till now like if you would have asked me in 2004 like this is what life was going to be i would be like no way dude I mean, I was playing outside with my buddies, and, and we were riding bikes and riding skateboards and, and just, you know, having a good time. Fast forward to 2020, and I'm over here on the computer more than anything now. Yeah, it's just, to me, I see I see a lot of different outcomes, you know, not only back then, but moving forward. And, yeah, like, 2004, I was, I was nine years old in bands, and I was, learning, I was walking to school, and just all the physical things going on. The routine of school, elementary school, and learning music at that time. Yeah. Um, to like two years later, you know, just promoting going in, going into middle school and having my very first laptop by your dad, uh, Uncle Bear. Mm -hmm. Having the very first laptop and not even beginning to like imagine what the internet was going to be like. Like, yeah, creating a MySpace and learning HTML and embedding codes was pretty cool at that age. And you know, that was that was just. A small snippet of what it is now. I mean, going to two different middle schools, I had friends I connected with on uh, MySpace mm -hmm. and just creating plans of just going to the mall, you know, and actually seeing if that would happen uh, through digital, uh, the digital space. And now 2020, it's like, man, now now I'm creating a, uh, a own business um, for myself. Yeah. I mean, look at, dude, for example, look at your laptop, man. It's a freaking... A laptop slash, and it can be a tablet if you yeah, want to. Like everything I do, it's through the computer, and I cannot, I cannot be more grateful for that investment I made last year. Just, it's just, I take it wherever I go. I get a lot of, I get a lot of shit done, man. And then yeah. the biggest question that people ask me is, how do you do it? <laughs> and I'm like, like, I mean, being being an, an adult now and learning computers at such a young age, I mean, I got, I got people older than me that I'm, I'm training. You know, yeah. To learn the, the, the teachers, the uh, the teaching stuff and the education stuff, but but not only working in education, but also in my other line of job too. It's it's like technology um, nowadays is, is, has grown so much, and it, it's only continually continually going to advance. Um, and we can see that as evident with kid kids, like little ten year olds and um, and eleven year olds are now learning online. Yeah, oh yeah, they're on their iPads or tablets playing games, watching YouTube videos, you know, doing all this stuff. And, it, you know, I mean, it helped for us, too, growing up was we had our cousin Mouse who actually was very invested in building PCs. And, and he and he would teach us, you know, if we asked him, he would, he would teach us and we would learn over that and it just grew from there. You know, I mean, just with stuff like that, I mean, passing down knowledge and stuff it's just you know you've learned over the years just more and more and as you learn the basics you start okay i need to go more intermediate now i need to go more advanced and and as as time goes on you get better and better at that kind of stuff and i think it's i think it's a, a really interesting world we're living in right now i mean 
for example, Elon Musk just screen printed, 3D printed a thousand freaking uh, air machines to deliver out to hospitals, man. Like in three days, man. Like like a thousand, dude. Like if you would have told me again ten years ago, like we were gonna have 3D printers that can do shit like that, I would have never believed you. I would have been like bullshit. You know, that's only that's only shit you see in science fiction movies. You know what I mean? It's like, and it, it's just it's been it's been growing. So going back to like with the channels and everything, and it's like, you know, I mean, you would have told me in October like, hey, you're gonna be doing a podcast with a bunch of scare actors. You're gonna be starting channels with a bunch of scare actors. You're gonna be collaborating with all these scare actors. I would have been like, no, I'm not. I don't. I barely know these people, and now they're some of my best friends. It's like. You know, I mean, I I do a podcast with with Jen and Jackie who are on Ghost who were on Ghost Town last year for the first year, um, very talented characters. And um, if you would have told me like, hey, you're gonna do a podcast with these guys, I would have been like, mm, no. <laughs> but now I'm, you know, every now and then when we get to, when we can get together, we we do a podcast. I mean, we, we all live busy lives, so when we get together, it's it's a fun time. But um, I don't see us doing a shoot the shit anytime soon, only just because of what's going on. And I don't know how long this is going to last for. Um, but when we do get back together, that's going to be a good podcast and it's going to be a well needed podcast. Cause we probably haven't seen each other for a couple months at that point. But I mean, with Kevin and Ruth, I mean, Matt slash games that we just launched like this last month, you know, and it's like, it, it's, it's freaking, it's, you know, it's going a little slow at the moment, but all channels start slow and they make their way up. But I mean, we're getting views and we're getting, you know, an audience of some sort. People are tuning in and watching our stuff. I'd rather have freaking one person watch than no people. You know what I mean? So, I mean, if you would have told me I was going to collab with them and meet these people, it was like, it, it was unreal because with, with people like Jen or with people like Ruth and, and Kevin, it's like they're so down to earth people, and to get the honor and privilege to actually work with them and make content with them has been so fun. I mean, you heard last night we were filming a fucking Uno Let's Play, and uh, we were all losing our. If you would have heard inside the mic, everybody was losing their shit, but me, I was getting so frustrated and mad. But in the end of the day, it's just for the content because we have a good time doing it. Which um, that video's up now too, if people want to watch it. I mean, uh, but I mean with. Cin the Cinema Dudes podcast, uh, Lucille, he is one of the most probably in the top of famous monsters for Ghost Town. And I never thought in a million years after being at Haunt, a guy I barely knew even at Haunt, I never thought I would freaking, uh, you know, collab with him and never work with him. You know, I mean, he's such a cool guy. He's outside of his Haunt monster. There's more to the person than there is just his monster. You know what I mean? Like, their shell yeah and things like that and to really just connect on another level um, is, is, is pretty neat because the, the, I don't know it's kind of for me for me it's hard to explain but I do see how, how it kind of works I mean yeah being being you know, a horror and having that that brand you know allows you access to get into um, so many different opportunities it's just mm -hmm. you know like you were just talking uh, recently about like media media opportunities you know mm -hmm. now you're actually a media 
producer and you gain access to like front end footage. Yeah. You're able to put onto your profile. Definitely. No, it's it, I mean the, the first I mean last year we we were so honored and and thankful for gaining media for Queen Mary. Yeah. Queen Mary invited us out to their event for free, should I may add. And they gave us free drinks and, you know, we got front of the line for everything and we just got to go hang out and stuff. And just to be around other content creators that are some of my friends in the YouTube world, it was so fun to finally be up there with some of them. You know what I mean? Like, I, I see, I've watched them on YouTube and I've seen them go to all these events as press and media. And I, I've always, it's been my dream to kind of go out there and represent the name. And I finally got to do that this year, not once, but two other times. Of uh, Midsummer Scream, Rick West. I mean, for him to come down and do what he did and give us a, a great interview, that was awesome. That was actually our last in-person interview we did before this whole like kind of epidemic went down. You know what I mean? And it's like for him to come down and for one, he gave away two gold bat tickets. Now, if you're not aware what the gold bat is, it's like literally the best ticket you can buy for Midsummer Scream. It's it's like a VIP pretty much, and it's you get like they have this thing called the Hall of Shadows where a bunch of home haunters come and set up little mazes. You get front of line for all that. You get early uh, entry priority to the um, panels, so you get to get in, like a separate line other than general admission to get into the panels first. So you can grab a, a good seat before anyone else, um, and you get to get early entry into the convention like an hour early before anyone else. Um, <laughs> Being that we just gave a general mission ticket, which was still a really cool thing that we did, I mean, when he came out and just kind of surprised us with two gold bat tickets, I was like, oh my god, that is awesome. Like, for him to do something like that, he, like, he didn't have to do that one bit, and he and he did it. And, um, you know, so collabing with so many people in this industry, I mean, we've met so many great people. I mean, not only Rick West, but Ted Doherty, who is one of the head honchos at 13th, uh, or Plague Productions, I'm sorry. Um, and he is responsible for, um, some great, you know, coming, bringing some great haunts to life. You know, I mean, a lot of his, um, a lot of his like things have to do with like this year he helped design a, a, a key factor to, um, a key factor to not scary farm, which was origins, which really revamped the whole kind of, um, the whole the whole space you know what i mean like it really put this storyline into full effect so and he also revamped the entire he, him and his team revamped the entire uh los angeles haunted hayride which was an amazing event this year uh and we got to interview that guy i mean that that was cool and you know i mean john mazari guy who composed all the music for killer clowns from outer space i mean <laughs> this is coming from a kid who was a fan of this movie growing up and you know still a fan of this movie to this day and it's like you know if you know you would have told little me like hey you're gonna be friends with that guy one day i would have been like no i'm not and dude it's to the point now where like we're on a first name basis now i have this guy's phone number like literally we'll text each other every now and then to see how we're doing and you know if anything's upcoming events or anything to meet up we'll like text each other like hey you're gonna be at this event or something like I am just so thankful for all these opportunities that I've gotten, and it, it's getting me a step closer to being what I want to be with this channel, which is the next big thing in horror. I want to really put my name out there. I want to be, um, I want to be, you know, I mean, I mean, I've always, I've always wanted to be a, a movie director. 
I mean, that's one of my, my, my favorite, that's one of my big passions. I mean, I love watching movies. I love like analyzing stuff in movies and I geek out over like camera shots and stuff like that. But I want to be a, a movie director and horror movies is really, um, not the main focus as a movie director, but that's where I think I'll start. I could because I already got a bunch of horror projects that we're going to be filming. I mean, it's probably going to be postponed for a while now, and if if they even get out this year now, I mean, it, this this whole epidemic really put a big setback on everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And creating a storyboard for the initial one that was going to be slated to be in production. Uh, uh, this next month, actually, in April. Yeah. And to really have it kind of postponed on, you know, because of right now. Yeah. whole over, over going on issue um, really now allows more time to just plan, plan, plan a lot more to really yeah. plan the settings. But, I mean, that's, that's one of the coolest things, I mean. Looking well, looking in here. I mean, you got all all your film stuff ready to go. Oh yeah. We just cleaned out that spot right there. The corner, yeah. I mean, there's this corner of just equipment ready to go. I mean. What really sucks is I was really looking forward to, uh, I mean, I'm not saying it's canceled at all. It's not canceled. It's going to just be postponed until everything's sane again and everything's okay. But I, I was just really looking forward to getting behind the camera in April, working with everybody and, and getting everybody together and, and seeing this the, these characters and seeing this film come to life finally. This is something I've had in the in the writing table for like two years now. And it's always been a dream of mine to get these out there. And we almost literally had that opportunity to start production. I mean, we, we were really moving forward with it faster than, you know, it, it took to actually just, you know, write this and get it out there. You know, I mean, we had, you know, me and Jackie had writing sessions and we fixed a lot of things. We changed a lot of things and we we made it, a, we made a solid, we had a solid script going. And then, you know, we, we gave the script to all the people who we wanted involved and they were all in for it. And then we had a production meeting, uh, like, a you know, like I think it was in February, we had a production meeting and we were going to do one more production meeting and then start the, the essential filming. We were going to go, we were going to take everybody out to like thrift shops and, and try to look for a bunch of stuff and, um, you know, get costumes and stuff. But I mean, it was going freaking amazing. And then, you know, all of a sudden, like little by little, we started hearing more about this coronavirus, and then eventually, everything just shut down. Everything just stopped. It's like the world just stopped. And I was like, yeah, no, this is. It was just. It, it was just a big bummer um, because I was very much looking forward to doing this. You know, next month it was literally my next big project that I was really looking forward to, and and I couldn't wait to start going and stuff. But. I mean, I was trying to get these done back to back because everyone that we have involved in this is busy come time summer. You know, usually haunt tryouts are there, all the conventions start coming up, you know, and then come time September, haunt season starts. So, yeah, I mean, not only will they be busy as scare actors and, and attending all these conventions and stuff, because Fracture Compass, not only are scare actors, but they have their channel too that they release content with, you know what I mean? So, you know, once summer starts, it's it's go time you know it's like okay we, i mean not to mention we have announcement season going to be coming around pretty soon with halloween horror nights so i mean that's more stuff to cover um and 
I mean, with us, I mean, as far as when conventions start, I mean, it's a grind for us. We just, we're, we're releasing content double than we, we usually do and all the panels, vlogs, uh, everything, you know what I mean? It's like Midsummer Scream, I think we released like 20-something videos that week. Yeah. It was like, that weekend was like, okay, film, come home, upload the footage, go to bed. It was literally like that was my schedule for that weekend. And then I wake up the next day early, make sure all the batteries are charged, make sure everything's charged, everything's ready to go, bring all the equipment. Sunday, do the same thing. While I was actually waiting in line for panels, I brought my laptop so I can literally put the footage onto my computer. That way I had space on my cameras because not only were we recording panels, we were recording maze walkthroughs, we were doing interviews, we were recording the show floor, uh, people cosplaying. But we also record podcasts too, which takes up a lot of space on the cameras. Um, we no, we actually set up in a corner of the convention center and just kind of did our own podcasts. Like we did, we, I think we did like three or two miles for our podcast that weekend, and it was, it was insane. But I mean, we had a full blown schedule of everything we were gonna do every hour of the convention was open. I felt like you for a little bit. Like I actually had a planned schedule for this. You know what I mean? No, yeah, they do because it was like, okay, from opening till this time, we're going to walk the show floor, go in the Hall of Shadows. This time to this time is this panel. This time to this time, we got to go to this panel. Okay, we have a little free time, podcast, and then we'll walk Hall of Shadows for a little bit. This time to this time, the next panel. You know what I mean? It was an hour to hour from the time they open to the time they close of what we were doing that entire day for Saturday and Sunday. So... The thing with Midsummer Scream, and it was it was really cool for Rick West to elaborate on this was, he he likes he could keep selling tickets. I mean, I think they only go up to like forty thousand tickets, so forty thousand people are there. Yeah, but it doesn't feel that way to be honest. Like it doesn't look like forty thousand people are there, but I think because everybody's scattered in different areas, like there's a couple thousand people in the Hall of Shadows, a couple thousand people on the show floor, a couple thousand people in the lobby attending panels and stuff. You know what I mean? So, uh, Long Beach Convention Center. So, um, the thing about Rick West, though, that I liked that he brought up and they really like, I was like, oh, thank God you're one of these people because like people like Comic-Con do this all the time, but he can keep, he can go past that 40,000 mark easy. He can keep selling tickets to, to literally make it. So it's like a shoulder to shoulder traffic if he really wanted to. Yeah. He can go max capacity if he wants to, but he stops at a certain number of tickets because he wants people to feel comfortable walking around. You don't want to go to a convention and have to shoulder to shoulder like 50,000 people. You know what I mean? It's like you don't want to have to walk by everybody and you can't really enjoy anything. Everything's too crowded. It's like he knows the, the limit of people. I mean the fire marshal literally told him one year like, you why would you stop? You can keep selling tickets. And he's like, no. He goes, the, the less, you know, the more, he, the more, the less people that we have in here, the more people will feel more comfortable and, you know, ha, you know, yeah. I mean, it's like. It was really cool of him to, to say something like that because then you look at a convention like Comic-Con and it's like they will go until the literal max capacity of people. And it is literally insane just to get in. I mean, if you look at the freaking... If you look at the lines, for example, Hall H, which is the biggest hall they have at that damn convention center and usually where all of the major companies go, I mean, it is literally people camping out just to get into that damn panel. And especially when Marvel does something, like people will camp outside the day before just so they can get a spot... Mind you, they're not even guaranteed a spot to get in before because they got to let all the press in first. And after press is in, then they fill the rest of the seats. 
So you can camp, but you're not guaranteed to get a freaking spot. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's sometimes it's worthless. I guess if you're like the first couple of people, yeah, you're guaranteed to get in. Because not all of press is going to take up that entire hall. But if you're like at a past, if you're past the halfway point and you're camping out, there's no point, dude. You're not getting in. Yeah. I think we went twice. Yeah. Yeah, because we went like 2005, 2004. So I don't think Iron Man was even a thought yet. But the difference being between that time and now, it's like, okay, now they're more of a media-based convention where it's like not only is it about the collectibles and and all the you know you know comics and stuff but they're bringing in productions of movies and and stuff mind you yes a lot of them are comic book or sci-fi or or something related to that but some of them are just not some of them are just there to promote their shit and it's like i don't like that comic-con went that route i mean Everything's comic-related. There's still the exclusives. There's still the, you know, all the meet-and-greets and stuff. But, I mean, you have production companies that will come in and promote a movie like freaking, I don't know, the next... I mean, you'll have production companies. I mean, I guess they try to keep it sci-fi and stuff, but, like, uh, a movie... For example, Days of Confused. Say if that movie was brand new and they just come to promote... I mean, that's got nothing to do with comics, dude. Come on. I mean, I get it. It's It's a funny movie. And don't get me wrong, I love that movie. But I'm just saying, movies like that, I mean, that come and just promote their stuff and leave, and it's like, or like the CW will bring a lot of their shows, and you know, like a show like freaking 90210, I'm like, that's got nothing to do with comics, dude. Exactly, dude. I mean, there's people now. There's a, there's there's a two split. There's a split audience with Comic Con. There's people that will go specifically for the exclusives, specifically to look for comics that they don't have, specifically to meet and get their comics signed by people. You know, just for that purpose. And then you know they'll attend a panel or two that has something to do with comics or something. And then there's the people that go just for sp- specifically for the media shit. And it's like, okay, you're buying up these tickets and you're not giving the chance of people who actually want to go and enjoy and buy exclusive buy like toys buy you know funkos i'm a big funko collector and usually comic-con is where you can get the best exclusives yeah it is a huge convention man i have not been to the san diego convention center since like 2005 oh dude this year we tried to get tickets me and my dad i mean he had his card ready and everything i was up at like 6 a.m waiting on my computer 7 a.m cat i got put into the waiting lobby 8 a.m went the tickets went on sale Within an hour, they were gone. Not even an hour, like 45 minutes. They were all gone. And I don't like the lottery system that they do. It's more of a, um, okay, we're going to put you in this waiting room, and it's a lottery. You can, uh, you're just going to wait here, and if we happen to pull your name, you get your shit ready. And it's like, all right, this isn't fair. Like, it should just be first come, first serve. Whoever's here first can get their tickets first and go. And it, it, what sucks about the, the waiting room, too, is as tickets sell out, it literally tells you, like, Saturday sold out. But Friday, Sunday, or Thursday, and Wednesday are still available. Friday. It became five days now. Yeah, it's starting to become a huge deal. Like, it is... Um, it's um, it's almost going to take up an entire week one of these years. Because it went... Thir- it used to just be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 
which was Thursday, was preview night. You couldn't buy anything. You can only look, and that way you guys you got an idea of where things were. So come Friday morning, you can go straight to that area and just get what you wanted. Friday, of course, was the opening day. Saturday was always the biggest day where you know people come out, panels. Um, that's when a lot of like a lot of celebrities are there. And then Sunday, of course, is closing night um, of the con. Now it's like Wednesday's preview night, and even on preview nights now, they still let you buy shit now. It's not even like a you like companies now are just like you know what fuck it we want the sales uh, preview night uh, you can come buy shit so only some major companies will do that other vendors will usually just wait till Thursday or whenever officially opening day is but a lot of major companies now like Funko they were like yeah uh, Thursday we're gonna be selling shit and I was like wow so there's no point of a preview night anymore because preview night was supposed to be to to showcase and debut a bunch of stuff so you saw it up close and you're like oh okay I, I this is what I'm going to buy. Now it's like, yeah, preview night, uh, this is for sale. Go ahead and you can buy it now. Preview night originally was originally just showcasing. And that was a way to, you know, everyone can come to the con and, and interact with each other and, you know, say hi or meet people and stuff. But also, I mean, it was cool to see, you know, I mean, that was preview night. It was just for all the vendors to showcase their stuff. That way, you know, the next day they come, you know, it was like, okay. Maybe the smaller vendors were selling stuff, but like the major company vendors like Mattel and all the toy companies and, and everything, they, that was their opportunity to debut and, and showcase what they have for the weekend. That way people can, okay, this is the first thing I'm going to in the morning because I know this will sell out. Um, but, I mean, it, it, it's just gotten too insane with, with Comic-Con, dude. I mean, it, it's it's too much and... I want to go so bad. I, you, I mean, you know, you, I mean, you know, with my dad and everything. You too. We're all, we're all comic book fans. I mean, you grew up with Spawn. Spawn was you, you. You know what I mean? Spawn and Marvel. That was all you, man. Me and my dad. I mean, I love Spawn too. Spawn's a badass character. But you know, me and my dad grew up Marvel, DC, mostly DC. My dad being a diehard Superman fan. I'm a big Batman fan, and it's like, you know, I mean. It, it, it's just, it's bullshit sometimes, you know, I, I really want to go, and it's like, every year that we try, it's like, they sell out so quick, um, and yeah, it sucks, man, I mean, but that's, uh, going back to Midsummer Scream, that's why I like Midsummer Scream, because he knows when to stop and make people feel comfortable, and it, it's one of those, it's one of those conventions where it's much like, it's pretty much the Comic-Con for horror, it's literally where they showcase, a lot of the, the haunts will come and showcase what's coming to the events this year, they'll, um, uh, you know, talk about past stuff and, and how they build stuff. Or they have um, sometimes more Monster Palooza than Midsummer Scream, but like conventions like these will showcase live makeup demos. Um, and you can buy masks and you can buy a bunch of, like, there's a lot of creative vendors out there who will sell, like, horror themed stuff, like horror themed bags or horror themed, you know, like, you know, little little stuff like that, you know, that's really cool that you can't really find other places other than these conventions, which is really cool. And for Rick West to take the step this year to make it three days instead of two, where Friday will be just for shopping, and then which is technically like he even said it's technically like a preview night, but shopping will be open, but the Hall of Shadows won't, and you know there won't be there will be a couple panels, but nothing like you know too major. So if you want to check out a panel while you're at the Friday, but you know there's going to be Friday night. It's going to go from six to ten, which is four hours, which is great because I think the biggest complaint with Midsummer Scream was a lot of people were coming in saturday sunday and rick west said this uh rick west when he said this i was like okay that makes a lot of sense they purposely pack so much content where 
while you're at the convention, it's not like, you know, there's always going to be something to do. So you got to make hard decisions. Like, do I really want to see this panel at this time? But this panel's at the same time. Do I really want to go see that one? It's like, so they purposely do that. Yeah. It's like, do I really want to see this band at this time? Or do I really want to go see this band? It's like, have I seen this band before? Have I, you know, so it's like, it's, it's a lot of hard decision making too, when coming down to write down a schedule for this place. But for him to take that step, him and his team to take that step and and open up a Friday night just for shopping, like I was so thankful for that because that is, yeah, that's something we can bring our camera for, but it's not something we need all of our equipment for. Um, we can just bring a camera and a couple batteries and we'll be okay just to kind of you know vlog around opening you know day and stuff. But um, I, I'm really excited this year because I that was one of the big things is like yeah I made a little bit of time of shopping, but I want to take my time going through each aisle going through the show floor seeing what all the vendors have to offer you know what i mean because uh one of the biggest things i bought actually last year was the killer clowns from out of space mask um yeah someone i got signed by john mazari um so i mean that was that's like one of my my prized possessions that i i I mean you know how much i love that movie and trick-or-treat studios was there i bought that mask from them it was like 70 bucks or 50 i don't remember but it it was a good price and i thought and so i was like i want to really start collecting more masks and my goal is actually get the rest of the killer clowns and um that the misfits mask i got from there was also from trick-or-treat studios they had a more better quality one but that one was a lot cheaper and i was like when i got it i'm like this is actually really cool so um i actually just used it for one of my shorts um uh, i made a, a quarantine short that's out now um and it's literally me going insane it's like a 30-day process of me just going insane through this quarantine. Yeah, trying to find... Yeah, it's just me. I mean, I just... I, I recorded everything, and, you know, I, I was just coming up with a bunch of uh, stupid ideas what I would do during a quarantine. I mean, it's not on YouTube now. As of this recording, it's out. I mean, as of this, as of this being out, this podcast, it's out now. But as of this recording, it's not out. I mean, we filmed this on a Tuesday. This didn't come out till Sunday, so... Um, it came out Saturday, but... Um, uh, it, yeah, it's it, it was a fun time making that. I mean, I actually, the the last scene where I kind of go insane and stuff is like it's literally me sitting right there as me, and then me sitting right here. But I wore that mask and I have some like skeleton uh, arm gloves and stuff. So that was kind of like the way of showing me going insane. Um, I I it, it's funny in the beginning because it's all me just trying to find stuff to do, and and doing and you know, and then it just takes that twisted turn. Like I'm going insane. Yeah. What are they till like May fourth or something like that, or May fifth? Yeah. At least we have Star Wars Day off. Yeah. May the fourth. Yeah, that's how the schools are running it too. Because I I work as a custodian, and literally we're only working a day or two every week. Now we're on a rotation, and um, literally we've been getting emails from our superintendent day by day. Like this is what's the updates of what's going on, and so that's all of April. Kids will be off too. That's not only spring break and everything. They I mean, there's no point of a spring break now. They're all going to be off for like a month now. So. Looking into different ways of training 
different ways of interacting with the students, but there's a lot more time now to just do things that we love as far as creating things. I mean, I dropped, I released and made two, two songs yesterday. I saw that. I haven't heard them yet, but I saw that. I, I, I'm just trying to get some of the SoundCloud link for that because I want to hear them. So collaboration, going back to collaboration, there it is. There you go. Yeah, I know. He was saying that the first piece that you did for him was just part one of a piece, and I guess there was like two more yeah, to it. That that piece, what you you knocked that piece out fast. That took you like a week to do. Yeah, you knocked it out fast. No, it's always a first draft, a second draft, revisiting it and changing stuff, tweaking it, or, you know, highlighting stuff, or, you know, whatever you need to do, you know? Not only in 
in our in our field, but just in the field in general. Yeah. Whatever, whichever one line of duty I have, it's like uh, I think something, and then I immediately think how how can I improve it. Yeah. So I think that's really no, not definitely, and not to mention, what was funny the other day is I actually walked into the the studio and um, I, I sat down for like a good five seconds, and I look over at your space and I see a fucking giant box, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I look closer, and I'm like, this guy bought a keyboard. Um, but since you've bought it, man, you've just been on it, and just yeah, and and that's cool because you were before this, you know, pandemic, you were very heavy in the art scene which you still are heavy in the art scene, but I feel it as, you know, since you're not right now pressured to or, you know, rushing to get out your art and release it for, like, you know, meetups or something like that, it's taking you a step back a little bit to kind of reevaluate what all the arsenals you have, which is your music. And you, you've really, in the last week, transitioned more to, yeah, you're still doing art here and there, but you're really focusing a little bit more on music now again, which I, I, it's something I've been pressuring him to do again. Um, and now he's back at it, and uh, I've been I've been hearing, yeah, I, and I've been hearing uh, him work over there in his corner, tapping his keyboard, and, and yeah, I walked. I actually had that. Video. I should throw it on my Instagram. That'd be hilarious. But I walked in. I was. I don't know where I was. What I, what was I doing? I was. I think I was in my room. I was trying to sleep and stuff, but I was like, I just can't. So I, I literally walked in here. You were on your keyboard, and I stood at the door for like a minute or two. You didn't notice me, so I closed the door gently. I literally walked over to my seat. Still didn't notice, so I pulled up my phone, started recording you for like five minutes. Finally, I was like, this guy's not noticing me, so I threw one. I know he probably wouldn't have. He was so into his music that he just didn't notice anything around him. So I, I threw one penny at him, and he looked kind of like, "Did I hear something?" No. Okay, I'm gonna get back to it. Then I threw another penny at him. He looks at me, flips me off, takes off his headphone, goes, "How long have you been sitting there?" I'm like, "Yeah, like five minutes." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I was less than this, but it was a piano, and I remember just playing like stupid sounds. Mm-hmm. And it would light up, and they always had these pre, these pre uh, set songs, and I would pretend. You know, I'd play the song, and I would pretend that I was playing. Yeah, a lot of pianos come with preset beats so you can play along with it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just this summer when I was working, I was working hard, and I was working ass off, like I was playing 16 hour shifts and things like that. Yeah. And I had the money not only to like help out with bills and things like that, but I had the money to just like buy a lot of the gear that I wanted, whether it was just uh, sound production stuff. Yeah, I remember week by week, like something new would come in. You got your mixer, and then you got you got your what was it? you got a like, you got a mini keyboard too, like yeah, yeah. You got mics, you got, and then you finally like last week got the keyboard, and it was like. You have the guitar if you need it, and then I have a bass if you need it too. And it's like, so you have all the instruments at your arsenal. The only thing you're missing is a drum kit, but you can honestly mix that now on computers and and a keyboard now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you need drum beats, you have it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where, where some music's gonna be at, where I can place it, 
Um, so not only do I have that at my disposal, I have like a huge like 10 gigabyte um, space of just all kinds of loops, all kinds of tracks and beats and things like that. Yeah. That I can throw in. And uh, now, not only do I have this ready to go, but I still have the video that you sent me of all the horror movies. Yeah. We're gonna we're we're we're, we're uh, in the in the it's, that's been in the works for about a year now too. I mean we've just been both busy doing our own things. Though. I mean you've been busy with the art scene and and stuff. But I sent him a video a while back of just a bunch of the best horror movie quotes from like the '60s, '30s, '40s, '50s till now. And I was like, can you take these and make some like original horror movie music that I can use as background music for my videos? And he was like, yeah, let me see what I can do. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, so we've talked about a little bit about your art. We've talked a little bit about your music. Talk to us a little bit about the personal paradigm, man. How did that come to be? Like, what, it, what made you want to do the personal paradigm? Personal paradigm. Um, <laughs> you know, I just had this conversation a couple weeks ago with one of my buddies that I had met um, in the art scene. He's not, he's not only, only a really great guy, but he also has a uh, podcast, uh, Two Minutes with Vic. Okay. Huge, huge, just huge character, great character. And so he asked me the same thing. He's like, personal paradigm, tell me about it. What do you think about it? And um, so the personal paradigm was an inspiration that I got from one of my other buddies, um, Justin, and his as well. And also yours, I mean, like I would see you guys just – doing your thing and really throwing out a lot of different uh, content and podcasting was something that I was a huge fan of because I can, I can listen to music so many different times. Oh yeah, you can listen to the same songs over and over again and, right, and I mean it's good, don't get me wrong. It's it's what you love and it's what you like listening to but yeah, I see where you're going with the podcast. The music is great, I love it but I also love um, you know just listening to someone speak. Yeah, yeah. especially every week it's something different. Yeah. And so that was another inspiration. Is that like not only do I like music, you know, different speeches and things like that, but uh, Justine, who is also, she, her thing is Justine Casey. Yeah. Uh, so she is, she's, she's a parent, and she's a mom, but she also wants to support her message. And so, she's a blog, too, doesn't she? Yeah. She's a blog, and uh, she got Instagram, so go and follow her, check her out. Yeah, definitely. She just followed us, I think, this last week, um, just supporting when we added your episode of Personal Paradigm on our channel. She's really neat, yeah. And check out some of these but, I mean, like, these two guys really inspired me, in addition to my support. Um, to really look into Anchor and to develop my own message that I wanted to put out um, on, a, on a more public basis and to really just, for my own, my own sense of just uh, sanity, <laughs> to, yeah. to really create uh, documentation and to really create recordings of, you know, how I'm going to be 10 years forward, 15 years forward, and to see where it goes. Um, so some of it's going to have just my input on just what it is to be someone, to be a person. Uh, you know, just being human, there's so many different facets of just, you know, creation, uh, different interests, different frames, different walks of life. And so uh, I wanted to really just create a space and create an area where people can just say what's on their mind. Joe Rogan is such a huge inspiration for that. 
Joe Rogan Experience, good podcast. Yeah, man, I got like, he was one of the first people that I had seen uh, really just tear it apart. Uh, yeah. And even though like, a lot of people have been doing it for a while, uh, one of the people that really caught my interest back then was um, the guy with the big hair and glasses. Howard Stern? Yeah, that guy. Uh, I was about to bring him up too. He's a pot. I mean, he's got his XM show every week. Yeah. Yeah, Howard Stern. He's he's been doing it for years. Yeah. Remembering growing up was that grandma would always record his his shows like on the video recording, and then grandma yeah. would get rid of it. You just didn't like it because you didn't like how it was stern. And so and so that caught my interest. Like at 16, I was like, oh, who is this guy? And I just love the the fact that. Well, the thing with Howard Stern, too, he's so real about everything. Like, his opinions are literally just his. And I like, I love his work schedule, too, because I think he works like a day or two a week and gets paid a shitload of money to do it. Serious X, he's like, I think he's, I think, and this is, a, I think, a, a, a true statistic that literally, because of Howard Stern, Serious XM subscriptions went up the roof because he's, because he, of him. And literally, there's a whole package of Sirius XM radio. I think it's like the best package you can get, and that's the only way you can listen to Howard Stern. And, uh, I mean, I just go with the simple package. I don't listen to him a lot, but, I mean, I'll, he'll put up something on YouTube every now and then I'll listen to. But, I mean, and he's had amazing bands on there. I mean, he's had Metallica perform on there. He's had, like, Green Day perform on there. And But, I mean, yeah, literally, it's because of him Sirius XM is literally, like, I think they were on the verge of bankruptcy. And, like, when he joined, like, <laughs> Their fucking subscription rate went through the roof because of him. Really? Is it been, I think it's been longer than that. No. It's probably been like a month or something like that. Yeah. Was the la- was episode six the last one that we were on? That was the last episode then, huh? Just to kind of keep it going. Yeah. Yep. For me, and structure, structure, I think structure is great. I think it's a very good way to kind of stay on top of just, you know, the things you need to do. But if, if I can avoid structure, I will do it. Uh, yeah. Because I don't want to, it's just another rule for me that I don't want to follow. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, reading all these books and learning and just educating myself and becoming someone who's original, um, I look past a lot of these different paradigms that we kind of set up for ourselves put ourselves in a box, essentially. And so with Personal Paradigm, I want to create the space where we can suspend all of those different uh, concepts, all those different constructs uh, within a safe space to do so and to really just um, shoot the shit, essentially, like uh, corning your, your, your channel. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like the biggest, the biggest uh, question and the biggest conversation that I had with Two Nights with Vic was... Um, I kind of tie it to a stop light. You know, everyone stops at red. 
everyone goes at green. Sometimes we slow down at yellow. And so that is a paradigm that we all follow as far as yeah. just, you know, just do what you need to do to drive. And so what do you need to do to be human? Who knows? Like, that's another paradigm that we kind of create for ourselves. And, um, yeah, so to create a space around just being yourself, being, being a person, being human. You need to get a t-shirt made just for you. Yeah. I'll even get one too. Personal paradigm. Personal paradigm. Dude, Teespring, man. That's it. That's yeah, where we, right. Speaking of Teespring, we got merch on Teespring. Shameless merch plug. Yeah, Links in the bio. I do, um, yeah, I'm on Red for that one too. There you go. Um, well, Teespring for us, I mean, it's it was easy. I mean, we literally, you literally go on their website. They're super easy. You just, you make, you, you know, you start your merch. And it used to be a lot harder before. And they've changed policies now, but before it was, you put up a certain number of shirts and a certain number of of what you want, and if no one bought it, then you would have to pay that money from your pocket. But now they have it up just where anyone can buy. You don't have to, you know, people buy, they buy. If they don't, they don't. But you can put you can put limited edition stuff too, or like there's a set time for like, okay, at this date, this is the last day you can buy it, and after that, it's gone forever. They got T-shirts, stickers, socks. Um, pillows, posters. The only thing they don't have is like hats and beanies. That's it. But they have, yeah, that's where you come in. Um, but no, yeah, Teespring is really cool. And we have merch on the site right now. We have a Knights of Horror logo t-shirt. We have Miles Horror Podcast t-shirt. We have a Shoot the Shit t-shirt. And then we have a t-shirt of all three of the logos. The Knights of Horror logo, Miles Horror Podcast, and Shoot the Shit. Which I'm waiting on the Miles Horror Podcast logo one pretty soon. I might throw it on the fridge right there. Um, yeah, I ordered a sample of it um, just to see it, and uh, let me know if you want anything. I get a discount because it's my store. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, and going back to it, I mean, a lot of a lot of two of the T-shirts that we have and stickers that we have are your logo. So, and let's shoot the shit. Yeah, and I really want to get the Mad Slash Games. It depends. I mean, if we get up, I'll, I'll definitely probably make shirts for me, Ruth, and I, or me, Ruth, and Kevin. Um, that way at least we have our shirts and we can kind of get the, the word out there, but if we grow bigger, then definitely going to get a shirt made. It just takes time, man. I mean, literally this channel, we're starting from the ground up. That's how Nights of Horse started. We started from the ground up. It took us two or three years just to get where we're at now, but we we never gave up. And that's the thing I tell Kevin and Ruth. I'm like, biggest thing about a channel, always promote because promotion is a big thing in, in, in the world of YouTube well, on social media. And just never give up. You got to just keep creating content, whether it be one view or 1,000 views. Like, you just got to keep going. And, okay, if that one view didn't do good, you guys know your mistake. You know, it's like, okay, we obviously that video didn't perform well. Let's film something else. Well, that's the thing, too, is that I remember we, we, we touched up on that a little bit during my episode. But being a content creator and seeing the Nights of Horror perform so well, since October, just that one idea of, hey, horror season's over, what do we do now? Boom. All of November, interviewing these characters and keeping yeah. that continuity going, but not only doing things for your show and, and building viewership, but also just building connections and people that just support each other. I mean, I think that's, that's the second piece is just who else can I connect with in the community that will support me? And I think that's one of the strongest assets not only that we are experiencing now in this crisis is just people supporting each other and it's like well if you're going to support me great if not then what do I need to do? 
Yeah. And, and I think that's what I loved about uh, Scared Depreciation Month was when we started it, I don't think people knew exactly what it was. And then people were like, as it was happening, it was like people were catching on. Scare actors were tuning in that we didn't even have booked. And I was getting messages left and right from scare actors. Hey, do you got any more room on the show? And it's like, sorry, dude, we're booked for like the rest of the November, but I definitely want to have you on. Like, it, like I said in your podcast, if I could have kept going, I would have. Hands down, 100% would have kept going. However, it took a toll on me and Sammy a little bit. You know, I mean, Sammy's coming straight from work just to go back to work. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, I was working days. I got off work at 2.30, come home and take a nap. And by the time I took my nap, it was like two and a half hour nap or something. And Sammy would come down. I'd wake up. If you guys don't know, when I wake up, I'm, I'm a very cranky person. I think that's a lot of people when they wake up. But I'm definitely not a morning person. If I'm getting up and going to a job, it's different. Yeah. Yeah. Even that, dude, I was not a morning person on that either. Like, I just don't want to freaking be here right now. That's why I'm glad I went back to nights. I mean, I get to be up all night and then sleep in and wake up, take my shower, go to work. And But... I mean, with Character Appreciation Month, man, I'm, I'm glad it worked out the way it did, and I can't wait to do it again, hopefully, this season. Um, again, still trying to figure out what what the season's going to look like as far as with my job and everything because my job does put a big um, impact on that whole Character Appreciation Month and what we were doing with that. I mean, we were getting interviews at like 5 or 6 in the afternoon by that time I'm at work. So, I mean, it, one of two things will happen. Either by that time I'll hopefully get a morning position um, or, um, I mean, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta do multiple on the weekend. We have to do like four or five on a Saturday or like four or five on a Sunday. You know what I mean? We have to stack them. We're gonna have to plan it and time it, um, that we have enough time with every scare actor. Gives it enough transition time for like us to take a little break in between, upload everything and get set up for the next one. So that's just the biggest thing. That's what's been on my mind a lot this uh, this season since I've I've picked up this night position is how that is going to happen this year. Because with our channel, I want the best guest experience, guest audience experience ever. I want to please the fans. I want to give the fans what they want. And Scarecter Appreciation Month was a big hit for us. It's probably one of the biggest hits we've had in a while. I'm talking each podcast hitting over 100 views or more. That's big numbers for this podcast. And I mean, I think one of the podcasts actually hit 8,000 views. Yeah, and I mean, and they continue to go back. People will continue to go back and rewatch them or watch them if they haven't watched them. That was the first year and we had a lot of big characters on the show. Merrick was there, Hostel was there, Billy and Lucy were there. These are people who are like the face of the company for Not Scary Farm. You know, we had uh, The Orphan there, we had uh, She-Wolf was there, people from Mazes were there. I mean, you know, we had so many amazing people, so many veterans that have been at Knots probably for 10 plus years, or some people who are just new to Knots and been there for like five years or lower, you know what I mean? And they had so much stories and so much great stuff, I mean... And, you know, just people that we liked that entertained us, you know what I mean? And, and we've met, again, that's how I met Jen and I record a podcast with her now, you know, that's how I met Lucio and I record a podcast with him now. Um, this season, that's how I met Ruth. I mean, 
with Ruth, I mean, I knew who she was and everything, and she was supposed to be on our podcast prior to that, talking about a, a short film she was in that uh, my buddies at Fracture Compass did, um, but she couldn't make that session, so that's how I met Ruth was through Haunt. I knew Ruth as her character, the orphan, before I knew her as a person, Ruth, and now I know her as a person, and we're fucking talking every day, playing Xbox every day. It's like we're, we're trying to build – I mean, so with with this channel, what I'm trying to get at is – I've had so many great opportunities, and they've just turned to even bigger opportunities and more openings to, to other things that I would never thought in a million years would come. Sounds like, I mean, sounds like, and with everything, is always like starting small, seeing what you can kind of grasp around and build those techniques in, and really gain, gain respect, you know, like yeah. your stripes and taking it day by day and seeing, you know, how far you've came, but to see now, I go, where you would be? When you first started this thing, because I know, like, you had to do a couple of host swaps and things like that, but... Yeah, it was, it was a big, it was, it was a tough beginning uh, when we did host swaps, because I went to two hosts, and after I was going for a third one, I was like, fucking hope this works out, man, because I really want to keep this podcast going. If I don't get it, it came down to, if I didn't get a third host, I was literally just going to stop doing the podcast. Oh, wow. And it, it was that. It was either I get a third host or I stop doing this podcast, and Sammy came along and here we are, fucking at episode eighty-nine, almost to a hundred. This is episode eighty-nine. I mean, we don't have all of them on Spotify. I think I started from Tormented Society on um, because I didn't know about Anchor, but um, now that I know about Anchor, every podcast from then on is is on here, is on Spotify. So not every podcast is on Spotify or any other of the podcasting sites that we're on. Yeah, if you want to listen from episode one, from where we've started to now, I mean, it is. I mean, I go back and watch some of my first videos, and I'm just like, did I really say that? Was I really like that? So, so for, for any podcaster who wants to start their own channel, uh, what, what is like your top five mistakes that you've learned? Like rule number one. Don't. <laughs> Rule number one: um, Don't sound like a fucking idiot. <laughs> For one, I mean, I there was a thing, and it's still kind of it was kind of an inside joke, and it's actually it's actually now in our new intro. We actually had a guy come in. My my buddy Seth, who's actually he was a scare actor, he came through and everything. He he's a voice recorder, and he recorded a, a really cool intro. I don't know if you've heard it lately. On the last couple podcasts, if you listen to our intro, he he's the voiceover who does our new intro. But the the joke for the podcast when we first started, and I'm glad I brought it back and and am keeping it going forward now. But the joke when we first started this podcast was we're recording from a dumpy little studio in the outskirts of Los Angeles. Yeah, that sounds about sounds about accurate. I mean. No, yeah, and it's it's gotten better over the years, but um, that was one of my things. And and for all you guys who listen to the radio a lot, the biggest inspiration I got from that was from Jack FM, broadcasting from a dumpy little building in beautiful downtown Culver City. Like that, I used to love Jack FM. I mean, that guy is fucking hands down one of the greatest radio voices of all time. And so in the new um, in the new intro. Uh, Seth says, uh, broadcasting live from a dumpy little studio in beautiful Norwalk, California. It's the Mindless Horror Podcast with your host, Anthony and Sam. So we've kind of kept that joke going. 
Um, for all you guys who've been here since the beginning, and I hope you guys remember that, um, that is something that I've, I've loved uh, doing. Um, Jack FM is a huge inspiration for that. So, um, But other things you should uh, you know, not do as a podcaster, um, I guess I would say don't, um, I guess don't overwork your, your crew. I think that's why the first two hosts left. Um, I mean, I guess, I mean, I, I, I wasn't, I don't think I pushed George a lot in the beginning. Um, I think I, I really wanted just to keep it going week by week and I would, and I would go pick him up and bring him back, record, we'd hang out for a little bit, then I'd take him home. Um, I mean, I guess that kind of got a little annoying, but, and, and that, you know, but I'm a type of guy that if you're going to do a podcast, you got to keep going week by week. Yeah, and especially with channels, I mean, TV shows, they... They, they hold the gold standard, you know, having something at least every week. Yeah. And then you take that hiatus off for a little vacation and then come back and film more. And it's like, I get that. And I think, I, 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 I no, no talking shit to Jordan. I just think he didn't want to, I don't think he could keep up with what, you know, I wanted to do week by week. Yeah. Um, but it all worked out in the best for him because, you know, he dropped out and started doing his comic books. So that's really cool. But, and then when I got Jeremiah, I mean, it was hard for him to come out because he lived all the way out in, like, Fullerton. So for him to come out all the time. And not only that, he came out because of his work hours. He came out, like, we would be recording podcasts at, like, 1130 at night on a weekday. You know what I mean? So it was like, I'd get off work. I'd be somewhat tired, but we'd still record a podcast. And then when Sammy came around, which was the final stop as to if, if I don't get a co-host, I'm, I'm quitting this podcast. And, and that would be the end of that. Um, Sammy came around and... He was like, you know, it's easier with him because, you know, he's he's down the street. He comes here and he'll hang out for the day. We'll record a podcast or he knows he, he me and him know each other now. We, he knows the way I think. I know the way he thinks as far as, uh, yeah, as far as content goes, you know, we know each other. We know what questions to ask. We know how to set things up. It's like it really clicked the first time we started doing it. And when we started doing guests, we kind of had the same mindset as to, okay, Let's ask these questions. Let's do this. Let's do that. And we'll see where it goes. Finding someone you vibe with. Uh, four, I would say just uh, have something, uh, a consistent topic as far as just, um, you know, I mean, this podcast is mainly based around horror. We talked a little bit of horror this year, uh, this um episode but have a consistent topic that you know you're going to want to keep talking about week after week and the best thing to do obviously with the podcast is um of course some of the heavy hitters there's always movies video games tv shows or just news about about the media world and, and stuff so i mean when we started it was just news about horror bloody disgusting was our go-to place for all the horror news and we would just talk about news that caught our attention and then as we started transferring more to guests this past like year um we've slowly kind of been fading out of that because we want to become more of a talk show more than a podcast yeah we'll throw in some horror news every now and then but the focus is to have like a talk show i think prior to you guys moving in the the goal was to actually turn the garage into a fucking talk show studio where i was gonna have like i was gonna have a desk and and you know i was gonna have some seats and stuff and then have a camera set up much like how you see on the late night talk shows 
Yeah, it's still in the table. Um, if Uncle Hano is going to plan on moving out, I don't know where that's at. But if that does happen and we move your dad stuff in there, I think that's the plan is to expand the studio. Just expand it from not only just this little room, but to go out there. I mean, if we can make that the all like podcasting filming area, that would be the goal. But I mean, of course, and this would remain the office area of the studio. You know what I mean? Because all of our equipment's in here and stuff. But I want to turn the garage eventually into a full-blown studio, like a production studio where we have like soundproof walls, lighting, uh, backdrops, whether it be green screen or just a, a simple colored backdrop. Um, you know, chairs, couches, um, refrigerators, uh, maybe like a, a bar table for if we have like a group podcast or something, you know, uh, like a, a screening room of some sort, you know, just a little every corner and everything has something relevant. Maybe one corner will be the podcasting area. One corner would be the filming area. One corner would be the live streaming area. You know, one corner would just be just a production area. So every corner is kind of occupied with something. That way it's... I, I've planned it all out in my head, dude. I, I have a whole full-on plan about it. and well, I mean, it may happen, it may not, but only time will tell. For now, I am very fine of what I have. I mean, I can fit up to four people in here. And I got one on my chair. If I have another, Sammy usually takes your chair if, you know, we do something. And then I have my guest in the middle couch. So, like, it works out right now. So, But if we ever decide to expand and grow, that's the plan for the garage. So... It does sound, I can vision it in my head too as far as just getting something going, just evolving, turning something big. It's a good way to kind of just leave the equipment out too rather than having to pull it out every time and plugging it in and so everything will just be already plugged in. You just got to flip a switch and it's ready to go. The only thing you'll have to set up is just cameras, but that's nothing. Um, Andrew, where can everybody find you on social media? Where can they find the personal paradigm? Where can they find everything? Uh, yeah, so there's a lot of, man, um, so I'm going to organize it, it's going to get set up, but pretty much check me out on at graphics by Andrew, just the way it sounds, the way it's spelled, G-R-A-P-H-I-C-S by Andrew, uh, check me out on my website, graphicsbyandrew.square.site, anchor.fm slash the personal paradigm, I'm also available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, you name it, I'm there, except for Apple, which is coming soon. But yeah, I'll be there. And uh, let's see, Instagram, Facebook, Graphics by Andrew. Usually, Graphics by Andrew is the title. Definitely. Uh, and I kind of go by and stick with. Um, there was one at first, but I'm back to Graphics by Andrew, and that's the one that's more consistent that you can kind of find. Yeah. So, um, well, that is gonna do it for this podcast. Um, it was a good hour and something. So. Good yeah, good little podcast of us just kind of catching up and, and talking about problems in the world and our opinions on stuff. But uh, thanks, everyone, for listening to another episode of the Miles Sword Podcast. We are now officially on the road to 100 within the final 10 coming up to 100, man. So I don't know who will be on the 100th episode yet. I don't know where we'll be in the world when the 100th episode happens. So until then, keep listening because next week's guest is going to be a good one. It's Scott Ditterman from um, – of course, a, a veteran haunt actor from Not Scary Farm, now a manager over at Queen Mary's Dark Harbor, and a uh, jack of all trades, if you will. But he will be on the podcast this week talking a little bit about his history, uh, some funny stories, and talking about what he's doing now. So definitely tune into the Scott Diderman podcast. It's going to be a fun one. Definitely go give the per personal paradigm some love and, and listen to his, uh, my cousin Andrew's podcast. 
very great podcast, amazing topics, and he's got really good guests either going to be coming on or have already been on. Um, so definitely you don't want to miss out on the personal paradigm. And go follow my cousin on uh, on Andrew. Go follow my cousin on Andrew. Uh, go follow my cousin on Instagram at Graphics by Andrew. Um, and hit him up for commissions or anything if you want any work done because he'll be happy to do so and work with you. It's very easy to work with. And he's very straight to the point of what you need. So that's that. Um, to find us at Instagram is at the Knights of Horror and Twitter is at Knights of Horror. We are also on Anchor and Spotify, Breaker, uh, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, three other ones. I don't know. <laughs> but we're on there. Um, and, of course, subscribe to the channel for more content. Uh, of course, if you're already here. Um, but if you have not subscribed, hit the subscribe button and hit that bell notification to be aware anytime we put up a new video also hit that like button because it helps out a lot and leave some comments below so andrew can read them because you know positivity is key right all right guys thank you so much for listening and we will see you guys soon yes sir